They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> it came the wrong <laughs> On 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got it. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Hey. I got you, baby. I got you, baby. Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. Today. It's cold out there. It instantly just put me in a bad mood. I don't know why, for some reason. I think I miss Barry. Can you give me Barry White in my ears, then, at least? Such a creature of habit. Morning, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Listening to uh, Snot and Storch, or whoever that was, from the movie uh, Groundhog Day. It instantly put me in a bad mood. One minute into the program. They're Punxsutawney's top morning <laughs> show. What are you talking about? Is that in Pennsylvania? Yeah. All right. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. It's cold outside. It is cold outside It is cold today. outside. I hate it. I hate it. My hands are all chapped. I think it's uh, my car. I think it's like 36 degrees. <laughs> if if it gets to that chime, point, like, I get a little beep. I get a 37 degree warning. I think it's got the icy roads, I think is the little wow. symbol. And it's yeah. like, hey, just be careful. It's, it's very cold out. I'm like, oh. It's definitely I, not icy. No, it's not. Here. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be here with you. Today is Groundhog Day. It is uh, also Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Punxsutawney Paul, <laughs> as it were. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood, bespectacled sports reporter, sports anchor, is here. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning to you as well. You know, the um, I don't really like this expression, guys. Use it a lot, though, just in casual conversation when talking about someone's significant other, girlfriend or wife. Oh, you really outkicked your coverage on yeah, that I, one? I get it all the time. All um, the time. Don't we all? Oh, we all get Sonny it all Bono yeah. outkicking his coverage with Cher. I always, oh, yeah. I mean, I was a little oh, yeah. young to really understand that. That was earlier than my time, but I always wondered, now, how did, how did Sonny Bono land Cher? <laughs> you forget just what an... A smoke show Cher was. <laughs> and really, let's be honest, Cher is. You forget what a smoke show she was back in the day. He was a, an entire two feet shorter than her. <laughs> two feet. She was six feet tall. He was four feet tall. I mean, it was insane. You'd see them together and you're like, that dude. And he got his... Um... Corey Pavin-y mustache. Yes, yeah, mustache. Corey like, Pavin. Three people got that reference, by the way, of Corey Pavin. I'm one of them. Uh, Paul, you have no idea who Corey Pavin is, do you? I have heard the name, but no. No idea what he is? No. Couldn't. Let's guess. What does Corey Pavin do for a living here on Ben and Woods this morning? Corey Pavin. Let's play like 20 questions. Yeah, 
Uh, he is a uh, construction worker. He is not. He paves. He, he paves. He paves. <laughs> yeah. What are you well, doing? Paving. I'm Corey Paving. Paving uh, driveways. He an, uh, is he an actor? <laughs> He's not an actor. Okay. A musician. He's not a musician. He's an athlete. He is an yes, athlete. He's an okay. athlete. Well, it's a Ben reference. So it's a Ben a reference. Fair yep. enough. Yep. Uh, Re- is, read more into that. That it's Ben saying it. Uh, is he a golfer? He yes. is a golfer. Nineteen ninety-five U.S. Open champion Corey Pavin. They are. They could be twin brothers. Actually, <laughs> Corey Pavin and Sonny Bono. How did he get her? The the Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley was one. Lyle Lovett, Julia Roberts has always been, you know, one where you go, wow. Like, but musicians, they, all bets are off with the, musicians. The other part of, of Sonny Bono, of course, went on to become the mayor of Palm Springs. Yeah. And then died in the most, I mean, horrifically, comically horrible Terrible. Way. I mean, people make fun. It's like a reference. Yeah. Paul, do you remember how Sonny Bono died? No. Skied. skied into a tree. Skied into a tree. Was a good skier yeah. as well. I yeah. think he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing, cutting through somewhere maybe you shouldn't, hmm. uh, which we've all done, but he did not. it did not work out uh, well for Sonny. It's not, it's not funny, yet people... They make it, it like, funny. Turn, ...try to make it into like, oh, well, he's... Don't Sonny Bono when yeah. you go out skiing or something. Yeah, so there you go. We are way on a tangent uh, already this morning, but... We've I, already, like we've I, like already, I do, too. We've already played 20 questions. Uh, it is Groundhog Day. Yeah, I mean, what a perfect day because our lives, my life especially, is like the ultimate Groundhog Day. I mean, every day is pretty much exactly the same. Ben, I, uh, both of you guys, I think both of you would agree. Right. Every it doesn't, it doesn't change much. Every day, the, the, the schedule that you have to be on to do this gig... Uh, you almost have to have a Groundhog Day but it lifestyle. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't drive me crazy. No, now me we're not. It's not like the movie where we're reliving literally the same day. That would that would not work out too well for me. But uh, I like having the set schedule, the set routine. The routine's important when things when we have like a busy week. Like I mean, this weekend, Friday night, be out at the soccer's game. Get your tickets at sdsoccer.com. Uh, and that's funny because have... I'll be at the Seals game. You can get your tickets at sealslax.com <laughs> we'll, on Saturday night, and then we'll all be at Fan Fest on Saturday uh, afternoon. Yep. And I'm like, all right, well, that's two events that I don't normally have on the weekends. I'm like, that kind of throws a wrench into your week. It does. It absolutely does. Wanted to. Um, to start the uh, program today by, first of all, thanking our guest yesterday, Lauren O'Brien, uh, who was my former colleague. She came in yesterday, spent a couple of hours with us. And I'll say this. I can't remember something that we've done on this show, including Carving Guy, that didn't get at least one negative response. Carving Guy even got one. I saw one guy say, it's not even funny. And I, I wanted to write back and say, well, you're the you're literally the only person. He was the only person that thought Carving Guy wasn't funny. All right. And I saw yesterday, I was reading the reviews uh, from LOB coming in and hanging out with Hi, us. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> I, I had, I looked on Instagram. I looked on Twitter. I did not see one single negative comment. In fact, it was the opposite. Bring her in more. Do more with her. Have her come in more. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I, I thought to myself, that's such a rarity. Uh, so thank you to LOB. She's fantastic. Uh, I would that believe was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. And believe me, if I could hire her today, if I had the authority uh, and the the money to do it, I would do it. She'd be sitting right next to me right now because she brings so much to the table, uh, and she just knocked it out of the park. And you got to remember. 
She hasn't done radio in a decade. Like, she has not <laughs> cracked a mic in a decade. Imagine her after six months of hanging out with us in here. It would be legendary uh, on a daily basis. She's so talented. And again, I just, I marveled. I, it makes me nervous anytime you try something because then you, you immediately go to Twitter and you look at it and be like, all right, what are they saying about this or that? Or, and, you know, 90% of it's positive. And you get your turds, you know, weaved in there from, from time to time. But yesterday, man, 100% positive reviews. You never see it. It you, was like Top Gun Maverick. You, you can no tell how quick-witted she is, you know. So I mean, quick. The yeah, laugh, and her Without laugh, even knowing uh, us that well, but just quick little one-line drop-ins. And, and I laughed many, many times. That was a, a treat to have her in studio yesterday. Yeah, she was just really, really uh, phenomenal. This is a funny story that uh, Deborah just tweeted in. <laughs> Once on the Sonny and Cher show, Ben, Sonny claimed to be an honest person, and Cher said, well, then take your shoes off. Dude had lifts in his shoes to make him a little bit taller. Which, by the way, if that was if my wife was eight feet tall, I'd probably wear some lifts as well. Because she was very tall, very beautiful. And, uh, well, rest in peace, Sonny Bono, on Groundhog Day. I don't, how did we she do? was 5'7". No, she was not. We, well, she wore we heels. Get... She wore heels a lot. Okay. How do we what? Get into Sonny Bono. Well, he sings that, oh, he song, sings that song with Cher yeah, at sense. the start of the Groundhog Day that we played. Said she was five, beginning five, of the show. No way. There's no way. Five, five and a half, five, six. There's no way. Cher? Wasn't she like six feet tall? <laughs> Maybe she looked that way next to Sonny Bono. So he was three feet tall then. <laughs> I, just doing a Google search. <laughs> what all these they, different lengths. What do they have him listed at? The, the highest they got her is five, nine. And what is he at? Uh, he's three foot six. That's a pretty big discrepancy, though. Five five to five nine. No kidding. He's five five. Five five. Right. five, five. Little Bob. All right. I swear, I thought she was over six feet tall. Maybe she just looks. She's just in like a, a a striking figure. Um, I need to discuss yeah. something with Woods. His disloyalty. Of hearing on competing television program last night. Yes, I did. Um, I was on Channel Eight last night on the uh, on the news. Thanks for telling me because I would have never known. Um, I saw uh, I saw John Howard tweeting about it that uh, he you know he was at fantasy camp. With he you was, guys, and I guess he came back and he put together a nice piece, and you were included in I was. that piece. Yeah, I, I I he had asked me. He got like ten seconds. I said sure, and you know kind of asked me what fantasy camp meant to me, and I just gave him the standard. The camaraderie line, and everybody loves baseball, and that's why we're all here. And uh, yeah, I made the trying news. Trying to help the team. Yeah, just trying to help the team win. Uh, Bo was with me and uh, saw it. He got a big kick out of you it. You had so. the position of honor. They didn't use you much. It was a long piece. Yeah, and you had the end, kind of the person who who sums it all up. That, it was you know, me, the, then Trevor. Kind of like the best soundbite near the end. You yeah. put that to to kind of sum up the whole feelings of the piece. So I thought that. He honored you by doing so. Yeah, I felt honored. It was it was great to meet John. I'd never met him before. What a nice, nice dude. A really, really did, nice guy. I didn't realize what happened to him at Fantasy Camp. Yeah, I knew I that, didn't know that either. I knew he got banged up. I don't know I didn't know how he did, but on his very first swing in the cages, he strained his ACL and MCL. He like rolled over one and was like crumpled to the ground. So you <laughs> you're coming for an entire week, a week of baseball first games swings and everything. And on your very first swing, you're pretty much you're out of commission for the entire week. So they the trainer. I mean, it just goes to show you how good the trainers are. They got him back on his feet. He he said in the piece, "I almost left because it was like, what am I going to do? I want to play, and he can't. And they got him back, and he played, and he they end up winning a championship. So lucky, uh, lucky John. But 
Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, it's the least fat I've ever looked on television. Must have been the angle because they <laughs> shot me from way up high. But I, I, I didn't look at myself and go, oh, you look good. I just thought, oh, that's less fat than I normally look. So you've TV. been on Channel 10 with me. You oh, felt like I look you like looked... a turd. Well, okay. That's good to know. How did you gain all Is the weight? Is it possible that I... Channel 10 adds more weight than Channel 8? I, I think Has so. Has this been my issue the whole time? That <laughs> Channel 10's cameras? you got to get those... new cameras, man. If those... you were on Fox 5, you weight would look so cameras. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Julian on Fox 5. He's like 400 pounds. You're the same size. <laughs> you guys are the same size. You and Julian Delgado. They just have better cameras yeah. than we do at Channel 10. I'm telling you, man. I, I looked, I went, oh, I don't look like an absolute load in this pick, so, uh, in this shot. So it was nice. Uh, man, it's good to be here with you guys. Today is Groundhog Day. we got our pal Jesse Rogers joining us at 835. Um, this is that time of year where we're going to explore the space a little bit. So settle in. You know, settle in. We'll have some fun for sure because that's what we are all about here in the morning. It's important for us to help you get your day started in a good mood, and uh, that's what we try to do every day. All right, we like to mix things up. So on this Groundhog Day, we will do the uh, Take On Woods. Actually, we'll do Real or Fake because it's a throwback it's throwback Thursday. Thursday. Yep, 7.09. Don't do this at like 7.22. Uh, we will have the Rindle Report at like 9.05. Yeah, just the same as just we like always we do. do. Every single day, <laughs> Groundhog like Groundhog Day. day. Uh, we will have Jesse Rogers checking in, uh, one of our favorite baseball writers, as we get ready to start the season at 8.35 this morning. Kind of a preview heading into spring training, really off-season review. Day. It is Groundhog Day because I just introduced Jesse Rogers. And then... Um, <laughs> And then we'll have some tickets to give away to Coldplay again. I'm just going through the rundown here all the way through. Everything that we've got going. I understand. And then we'll have I should daily... let everybody know that we're at 7.20 we're going to do Don't Do This. Daily Diddy coming up next. And we'll do uh, at, at 8.35 Jesse Rogers. And then at probably 9.05. Look, this is that time of year where we're going to explore the space a little bit. <laughs> it's important for us to get your day going and get you in a good mood. It was really cool. So last night, I saw you on Channel 8. <laughs> you hey, looked way less fat. Polly, do you know who Corey Pavin is? Is <laughs> he a construction Have you ever heard that term, outkick your coverage? <laughs> I feel like Sonny Bono really did that with Cher. We just repeat ourselves. <laughs> I don't think Cher was that tall. I think she's really five, No, six. she's six feet tall. Easy. Easy. Look it up, Polly. How tall was Cher? <laughs> You know how Sonny Bono died, Paul? <laughs> Paul, do you know? I uh, know. It was a skiing accident. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, hit a tree, which we've all done. We've all cut through some some track we weren't supposed to do, and it ended poorly for him. Holy crap. Why don't we just check traffic? Yeah, and then, let's uh, do that. And then we'll come back with more Ben and Woods, or maybe the exact same segment again <laughs> on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Played this during covers week and it would have been phenomenal as well. One of the better covers you're gonna really? hear. This is a cover. Yeah, you know that. I did not know I that. I thought you played the original. Didn't we we did this Daily like in Diddy. the last week? Not this song, but we did the other one, like for Take on Woods, I think. Yeah, yeah, the the original. I can't remember who sings it. But I thought you picked this for a Daily Diddy one time, the original version. Play I, him the other I one. I don't think so. You you'll know it when it's. Huh. The, I mean, they they knock it out of the park. They they just crush it. No doubt does. Talk talk. Yeah, talk talk. I I've definitely did a talk talk question, but oh yeah. You never I, realized. I don't think I even realized that was the same song. <laughs> it's so good. It's such blue Ben's good. mind. He's like what? Yeah, they knock. They just crush it. Uh, no doubt, and uh, that, they played the Super Bowl when that was 2003. I don't know if this is in order of like top headliner, but it says Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. That was the year before Janet Jackson, Justin the, Timberlake, the boob and, slippage, and boob gate, the, yeah. yeah, nipple gate. Totally the same song, and yeah, I know both of them. Literally, but I never really. It's actually literally the same song. Crazy, but now this. I mean, you could do this for just you do covers, a general, just badass song. song. Yeah, you could do it for ladies' line. Yeah, uh, Super covers, Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. Love, no doubt. Polly and I were talking before the show. <clears throat> Listen, the heart wants what the heart wants, right? You can't you talk about it kicking your coverage. That's what I'm saying. We were talking earlier about out kicking your coverage. It's one of the combos that, to me, is like sardines and peanut butter. Is Gwen Stefani, ultra cool, ultra hip, foxy as all get out, and then old dip-ass hillbilly Blake Shelton. (laughs) Not to be mean, but again, the heart wants what the heart wants. I don't Get that combo. Did, did they meet when they were like judges on a reality show? Together? Yeah, American or, Idol, I think. Was it or The I Voice think, or something The Voice, like that. The Voice yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they met and, and fell in love, which, again, like I said, 
Whatever makes you happy. I'm Office not, romance. I'm not here to judge you, but I'm kind of judging. It just it doesn't it doesn't compute in my head when I see them together. I go, nope, don't get it. <laughs> Do not understand it in the slightest. But apparently, he's really nice, good to her, and all that. That's great. Good for them. I'm very happy for them, as you can tell. All right, we got one more day of uh, Super Bowl halftime performer ditties tomorrow. I want to impale myself with on this pen. Now I can see where, even if you don't like that kind of music, he's if dynamic. Someone, if someone was singing it about you, though, that would be really cool. I like, mean, maybe, but like he's a dynamic personality. He's yes. a big personality, so yeah. it makes sense. So uh, peel back the curtain a little bit. We've always had a, a a bit of a show construction issue right here at six twenty six or so. We get foreplay, we get the daily ditty, and then we've got these leftover like four minutes usually before the bottom of the hour. We don't necessarily want to get into the biggest story of the day only to interrupt our conversation in three minutes. Well, the best part about today is what is the biggest story? <laughs> That's of a the good day? point. That's a good point. But yesterday when we had Lauren O'Brien in, we brought up some of the old audio from your old show. Yeah. And it, it led to a bit of stroke of inspiration when I heard uh, your intro and your segment that you used to do on your original show. Well, so there, that's two different things. The The first day I ever had to do sports on the radio, they threw to me, and I didn't really know what to do, so I just said this. So... Sports. And that brings us now to So, so Sports with Ben Woods. Nice so, day. Sports. <laughs> to wedge in a little bit of perhaps what happened last in night. Case, you know, here's the, in case you missed it uh, yesterday when we played it, this was your very first sports report. I don't want to hear it again. So. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> Sports. Oh, yeah, what's up? Kobe Bryant is now the new Los Angeles Lakers all-time leading scorer. For real? So, yeah, so you think about Boy. all the great... I'm, You'd be surprised, mm. given that we talk for four hours, sometimes how difficult it is for us to wedge in <laughs> a little bit of what happened last night in the sports world. Well, I've got sports. You've got some so, sports for us? Yeah. Sports. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you had uh, number one Purdue, walloping Penn State last night, Ben, by 20. They have uh, separated themselves. They have one loss In this college season. basketball yeah, at this point. they're white hot. Uh, number two, Tennessee, goes down to Florida, well, that's, 67 That's 54. more common. Really, anywhere below number one, it's chaos. Uh, everybody seems to lose all the time. San Diego State included. You get into the top 25, and then, boom, you lose. Yeah, it, and, it happens it, it all the time with them. Again. Purdue has, has mostly been the only team... Immune to that phenomenon this year, yeah. The uh, Hurricanes over the Sabers five one in the NHL. Slow night in the NHL. Only two games. The Bruins uh, over the Maple Leafs five to two, and then in the NBA, Sixers over the Magic, and the Celtics dominated the Nets by forty three. I tweeted about that game. You I did. tweeted about that game because it was like thirty seven to seven or something. And I know that the Nets are missing Kevin Durant, but it's a problem in the NBA where you have these back-to-back -back games or you have stars who are resting. 
or even if they're not, too many games in the regular season, NBA teams just kind of have to take off. They have to just check out, whether it's physically, mentally. You can't play them all hard for 82. And maybe baseball teams have that same issue. I, I mean, there's so. clunkers during the year for sure. But it does feel like in the NBA, it's almost scheduled. Like the coach looks at the schedule. All right, we've got a six-game East Coast road trip. We can win these four, and then these other two, you know what, we're not even really going to try. We're going to sit our stars, load management. We'll make up an injury because it's technically not allowed to load manage anymore. Uh, this but, is a Thursday night yeah. TNT game, so guys, yeah, everyone's up, playing. Everyone's playing, <laughs> and then the next night, yeah, let's just sit everyone and save our save our bullets for another game. You it's know, it's not, funny. I, it's not great to have your, your league organized in such a way that You've got all these punt games that are pretty much known on the schedule. But you're also talking about, and Gwen and Chris actually had a really interesting conversation about this yesterday. They played some audio of, I think it was Richard Jefferson talking about it. And Richard Jefferson said, man, you know, wouldn't have happened back in my day. And again, they made the point. It's not like Richard Jefferson played in the 70s. Richard Jefferson, you know, played in the aughts and everything else. And and they had the uh, the conversation of, Hey, so what are you supposed to do? You're not going to get 38-year-old LeBron James out there for 50 minutes a night or 48 minutes a night. It's just not going to happen. It's not smart to do. Well, and I, I had people in my thread, and when I tweeted that, like, there's too many regular season games. And they goes, no, there's too many prima donnas. There's too many P-words. I mean, some people were, like, gnarly. Like, no, these guys just aren't aren't putting enough effort in. And the reason why teams are doing it is not because players are – pitching a fit and going, I can't do it. They're doing it because it's smart the, and, to and do it. They so made much. the same point of, <laughs> if, if you ask any, if you ask, okay, let's go to break. I want to continue this conversation. <laughs> this is going to get interesting right. here on Better Woods. I, I, I want mean, to continue this. And we'll a, find the Richard Jefferson. We'll play it. We'll steal their okay. segment and do it in the morning. All right. Well, we'll do that. Uh, we also have the uh, Padres uh, in the top 100 ESPN prospect rankings that came out yesterday. A name that uh, hasn't appeared before has popped up. I think in the top 100. So we'll get to that as well, but we'll continue this discussion because I think it's I think it's interesting. It's not what so many people out there say that oh, they're soft. Athletes are soft nowadays. That's not what's going on here. Not at all. I will right, we'll do that when we come back. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 973 the fan. Thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Not like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites! All of ya! You got a problem with what I'm saying, Larry? Untie your tongue and you come out here and talk, huh? Am I upsetting you, Princess? You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold, it's going to be 
arrest you for the rest of your life. Happy Groundhog, I mean, ha- do you say Happy Groundhog Day? Happy Groundhog Day to everybody. We're not really worried about winter here in San Diego. Oh, another six, <laughs> what is it, six weeks of winter? Cool. You know what bothers me when people call it Groundhog's Day? Does it? Yeah. Groundhog's Day. It's not Groundhog's Day. I'm sure Day. I've just done it. Groundhog I'm Day. I'm positive I've done it. I guarantee you. I've also said Joe Burrows, so <laughs> it, it happens. Nobody's perfect, though. All guests on Ben Woods, as I like to remind you every single day. Up here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Say the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Um, yeah, good good discussion we were just having. The misconception, I think, some fans have about load management, mostly in the NBA, but, you know, I think it, it, it'll happen in other sports. In baseball, they used to always give players, like Sunday, you know, they give starters Sundays off, and it was just a, an accepted fact. And no one said... Wow, these baseball players are so... Because there's so many games. They're so, you know, they're so weak that they can't play every single game. You just say, oh, yeah, you got to use your backups occasionally. But in basketball, they do that, and all of a sudden it's, oh, yeah, you can't play, you can't give an effort for all this money that you're making. But to me, the reason why it's so prevalent now is because it's smart. You've got a two-month playoff at the end of the season. And if you play 82 games and give it your all for those 82 games, you're not going to have much left in the tank for April and May and June at the end of the year when you need to actually, you know, win those games. They're even more important. So then think about we're talking about the stars. Nobody cares about the eighth guy on the bench who right. doesn't play in a game. We're talking about the stars. And the stars, pretty much well, all yeah. of them make the playoffs. So yeah. think about guys like LeBron, Giannis, Steph, like all these guys. They add how much mileage to their careers by playing two extra months right, and, every and, and, year. And every the year. games they do play, stars play, you know, 40 minutes. They're in there yeah. a ton. You know, yeah, the sixth guy off the bench doesn't need a load management day because he plays 18 minutes a night. Sure. Yeah, if, you can, if, you're, if you're averaging 12, 18, 20 even minutes a night, you're good. You're good to play every night. And, the, and you have to have those guys uh, on your team. Uh, championships are won in every sport. By the, by the bench, by the bullpen in baseball, by that fourth receiver sometimes that finds himself open a lot. Ben, with basketball, I loved their discussion yesterday. I really did, and it was it was a great perspective from Tony Gwynn Jr., who, by the way, is an athlete who played at the highest level, and he made the very astute point: is dude, do do you know what it takes to be an NBA player? They are probably, probably next to soccer players, the world's most finely tuned athletes. They can jump five feet in the air. They can run like a gazelle. Uh, they are strong. They're they're big. They're powerful. They can dunk. They all these things that the common man cannot do. You can be a short, fat golfer. You can be a tall, fat golfer. You can be a tall, fat baseball player. You can be. Uh, you can be a short wide receiver and go out and be Danny Amendola or Wes Welker. Let me give you this example. Yesterday, we all pretty much agreed Tom Brady is the GOAT right. in football. And really, arguably, one of the greatest sportsmen, athletes we've ever seen. But if you compare him to Michael Jordan, who's the better athlete? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. By far. <laughs> and it's not close. Of course. It's not close. I mean, so, I don't know. Compare Tom Brady to literally any NBA, NBA player. player. Correct. Yeah. So, so Tony says, if you think that it's LeBron going into the the managers or the the coaches' office, going, "Hey, I need a night. I need this." Now, 
That may happen with a 38-year-old superstar that's played a billion games. You say, hey, man, my knees are shot. We got this big game coming up in our division, you know, two nights from now. I want to be ready for that one. I, I find less than nothing wrong with that. Less than nothing. Here's the other thing you need to understand about professional athletes. If if it's my turn in the ninth inning to come up to bat, I this used to happen to me all the time. High school, little league. I'm like, please get out. Please get out. Please get out. I didn't have that killer instinct. I didn't want the ball, Ben. You're telling me that LeBron and Giannis and Steph, you're telling me they don't want the ball? They always want the ball. They always want the last shot. They always want to be on the floor. This is not, and I'm looking at your feed right now, and it's like it's like if a dumpster was on Twitter. Uh, I'm seeing pictures of uh, and tweets of actual dumpsters. I'm reading some of these comments like, oh, there's just too many prima donnas. This guy says, I mean, this is so... Get the bell ready. He says, why? Because all the players douche once a month and are crybabies. Make them play 162. I mean, it's funny to see it from, like, us sitting on our couch eating pork rinds, being like, man, you guys are soft. The anger, I think, comes, though, because it is really unfair for a fan who maybe gets to go to a game a year and wants to see. You want us, when you go to see a Lakers game, you're going because you want to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I think you can stomach it. Hey, they're hurt. They're out. He had surgery. He's not going to be able to play. Bummer. But y'all already knew that going in. But when you show up and you find out as you sit in your seat, oh, yeah, they're they're healthy. They probably could go. But the coach just decided this is a day that they need to rest. And you pay your money and you go and you don't get to see your stars. That's a... That's not that's not cool for fans. So they get upset. And that's fans not are the fair. ones that get they get hurt the most. I think. And, by it. and then you can say, hate- well, but maybe they need to be warned or they need to be told, hey, this is a game where they're not going to play. Well, the, you can't. That doesn't work either. Then you're just acknowledging essentially we're giving some, up tonight. We're giving <laughs> up tonight. Right flag. Surrender. Surrender. Well, really, I, I, I think, think I, only- as a dad, as a dad, I think about this. Um, and if, you know, Bo's not much into the NBA because I'm not much into the NBA, so I, I bet if I was, he would be. But Bo's been to games where Manny didn't play before. You know, Bo's been to games where Tatis didn't play. I, I hate to I hate to sound so callous, but at the end of the day, life sucks sometimes. Grab a helmet. You know what I mean? Like, it really does. Like, we don't. You spend, you lay out a few hundred bucks for an NBA game, and you go and, you know, um, um, Giannis isn't playing. Bummer. When I went to the uh, the Nuggets game, remember when I went to the mm-hmm. Nuggets game last year? Jokic didn't play. Didn't play at all. I had a blast. It's late in the season. They had yeah. already clinched. I had, whatever, I, yeah. I had a freaking blast. This now, comes again, up, I'm though, not the biggest NBA fan in the world. This comes up so often now because, though, you see the TikTok that goes viral because it's some kid of who course. got... Tickets to a game, and they had to drive 200 miles, and it was his birthday, and all he wanted to do was see Luca play. I understand. I am a dad, and nobody loves their child more than I do. I totally understand. What a great time to actually be a parent and say, my man, life is full of speed bumps like this. It's full of disappointments. You're going to get your heart broken. Your buddies are going to let you down. They're going to stab you in the back. Life sucks, pal. And then you die. Get a helmet. <laughs> Get a helmet. Save money. You'll be fine. You're going to be okay. Right? Uh, let's play this audio. This is Now, this is from Richard Jefferson, who, again, didn't retire, you know, 30 years ago. This isn't 
old old man get off my lawn, but it, it's pretty interesting audio. I don't understand. what We want you to do what's been done over the course of the history of the game of basketball. Like, we've sat there, and I was fortunate to come in in 2001. And when I tell you that we, there was one trainer, there wasn't, an, there wasn't a traveling masseuse, there wasn't game readies, there weren't all of the amenities. You didn't have cold tubs. You didn't have hot tubs. You didn't have all of the amenities. And the only thing that has led, we have now teams that are paying millions of dollars to sports science. And they're like, oh, the game of basketball is tough. Let me tell you why. And for all the people that want to go through and look at numbers, you can look at how many games I played over the course of my career and what he my did. numbers were. I'm looking Let at me him. tell you about why it was important to me, because that's all I'm going to say. My parents, I didn't come from very much. And for Christmas, my parents got me a ticket to go watch the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs because David Robinson was my favorite player. One ticket. My dad, who worked security and scrubbed floors and did all this stuff, he dropped me off at the game, gave me five bucks, and I went in there by myself because my family couldn't afford to come to the game. So they knew that I loved basketball. And I was the youngest of three boys, but that was my thing. So they paid one ticket, and I sat in there. My dad went to a bar and watched the game and then came back and picked me up when the game was over. So it's like every day that I stepped on the floor, I remember my father. Yeah. I remember having one ticket and being there and all the families and all the people that were probably just like me. If David Robinson wouldn't have played in that game, like, I get emotional thinking about it because I got to stand next to him in game six of the NBA Finals when he was about to go off into the sunset and tell him that he was my favorite player growing up. So I take that responsibility and say, wait, we can't just gloss over this. And I blame the teams. I blame the training staffs because the players in this generation are doing more of what they are told than going out there and leaving it all out on the floor. Because we as NBA fans, not just the fans in that building, you want to sit there and talk about uh, uh, MVP? Then go against Giannis. Be tired and go against Giannis. Mm. And I'm not saying that Jokic is notoriously known for playing in all the games. But that's one that as a team, as a franchise for Jokic, for everyone – you should have looked at and said, we need to manage before or we need to manage afterwards. You're going to go against one of the best players in this league, and that's the way it should be looked at. I understand his perspective. I do. And, and again, as a dad, I fully, fully understand the heartbreak that my kid would feel if he wanted to go to one game and, and his favorite player didn't play. I understand. Richard Jefferson is great player, good player. Not LeBron. Not Giannis. Not, he's not of that caliber. So, yeah, man, I think there are guys that probably have to play 80 well, and let's, games let's a season. Let's not confuse LeBron's ability to play all the games. LeBron could go out there and play every game. He absolutely could. He wouldn't be the absolute best he could be if he, if he does that, though. He would get more and more tired as the season goes on, less effective. And the reason teams are doing it is not because these guys aren't tough anymore and they can't. It's because they, again, they have realized that they will get more effective play from their players if they keep them out from time to time. And, of course, any sports team, as we know, especially in this century, will do what maximizes the effectiveness of their own players. They'd be stupid not to. It's You're exactly right, and, and if we're going to equate it to baseball, uh, we I will be the first man to come in here and admit Nothing makes me happier than to see guys like Crony, guys like Manny. What do we talk about? Posting. They post. They post, post every day. The toil, the, the rigor on your body isn't, it's not nothing in baseball. It's really not. But it's not basketball. It's different. Different sports Correct. entirely. And 
A lot of games in baseball. I never begrudge a guy a day off, ever. Sometimes you just got to give a day off to let a guy get his head straight if he's in a slump. But we do celebrate those guys, the, the Warriors, that go out there and play 158 games a year, which is what Manny does. One leg, he's on one leg. We celebrate that. We absolutely do. There's no question. That being said, if you had to rest Manny for a month in August to get him ready for October, I would have... Zero issue. None. If you had to rest Darvish, if you had to skip his last three starts so he'd be sharp for October, could not care less. I, and I understand there's a lot more games. You do what you think you need to do to win a championship. That's the bottom line. All right, we need to do a little check of traffic. Uh, we're not done yet, though, because I want to I want to make one more point here, especially comparing baseball to basketball. And we'll do that after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. So before you make your point, I want to ask you a question, because you know basketball a lot more than I do. At the end of the day, who's making this call? Is it is it ownership? Is it the GM? Is it the head coach? Is it uh, uh, it's a, a it's a good question. I mean, are they all are they all putting their heads yeah, it's, together? It's, it's probably an organizational philosophy at some point where the the GM you know says, hey, what can we do? They have they have staff. They have sports performance staff now. And their job is, what can we do to maximize the effectiveness of our players? That's the question you start with. And then you try to figure out things you can do over the course of a season to do that. And if the trainers, the experts that you've hired say, you know what, we need to be giving these guys more time to rest. And if that means playing less games, I believe that will make them more effective for longer during the season, then they're going to do that. I mean, otherwise, why are you hiring sports performance staff and extra trainers who are giving you their professional recommendations of what is going to make these guys the most effective. I I am annoyed when I see that argument. Oh, baseball players, they play, you know, some of them play 162. Not as much anymore, but certainly in the day. Every game's every day. There's no off days. You cannot compare baseball to basketball. You just baseball players are tough. They're great athletes. But in baseball, you are sitting in a dugout for half the game you're waiting your turn to hit and then when you're out in the field most of the time you're, you're standing, standing around waiting while the pitcher is striking someone out that pitcher or, by the way goes every fifth day or the ball is going somewhere completely opposite and yeah you're you're maybe doing a quick little run to back up something or you're reaching over to make a play every once in a while it's not, like i said it's not nothing but it's not basketball, but in basketball it's just totally you totally run, different. you are running up and down the court the entire time that you're in there you're playing you're defense going up you're playing rebound. offense you're jumping up you're jumping down you're landing you're bumping bodies you are you're being physical at almost every single moment during that game when you're on the court even it's when the, just, it's just not it's you just can't make that comparison even when the point guard is bringing the ball up slowly to set up a play, what's going on underneath? Just bam, 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 bam. Guys cutting, guys yeah. setting picks. It's 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 vicious. It's vicious out there. So, listen again. I'm not in here, you know, riding the jocks of the the athletes. I'm not. But what I'm telling you is, given the choice to play, they will want to play a hundred percent of the time unless they're injured. That's it. They Steph. Somebody just tagged us in a uh, some audio from Steph Curry who said. I campaign to play every single night. I campaign every night. I want to be in the lineup because I do realize some kid came to watch me, came here to watch me play. I understand that. It's not in the cards. It's just not in the cards. So it is what it, you just fans can get a little entitled at times. I, I I can be that way as well. 
Um, but it's an interesting discussion, man. And, and I do think it's a problem for the NBA. I think it's a problem. Padres uh, were busy at Petco Park behind the scenes yesterday. Always a, a fun sign that spring training is approaching. And then we'll take a look at that new prospects list from ESPN, uh, where the Padres' top prospects check in and then play some real or fake. All coming up next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.